0: Welcome to the Topeka First Assembly podcast. We hope this message serves as an encouragement to you. If you would like to support us financially, you can do so online at www.topekafirst.com/giving. Enjoy the podcast. We're going to talk about potential this morning, just a little bit, uh, and we're going to actually look over an Old Testament, the book of Judges, quite the interesting book. We'll look at Samson's life. Uh, but uh, every one of us in our lives, we hold some potential within us that God has placed in a, inside of us, and He provides us gifts uh, for us to be able to use in our lives. He gives us these things, and we, we find in the Old Testament this guy uh, who also was given some great gifts from God. But uh, yet yeah, he he had some he had some serious mistakes, right? But the this guy was skilled and gifted, and we don't want to end up like him. We want to be able to allow God to work in us and, and then follow through with the potential and to build up that potential that he's put in us. And I, I think of some of the kids they are going to be at this camp as well, or these camps, and, and think of what God has in store for them. And really, God wants to bless others through your life, through your life. It doesn't matter who you are. You say, well, I don't know that God could bless anybody through my life. What do I really have? God puts uh, things inside of you, whether they're innate gifts or whether they are skills that he helps you to acquire or just an anointing that he provides in your life with some special gifts to be able to assist others. And sometimes it's just simple, right? Sometimes it's just giving a cup of water. It can be that simple, and we just have to be willing to allow the Lord to work through our lives, doesn't matter who we are or where we're from. We we look at Samson's life. This guy was born born to older parents, and uh, they had uh, they lived not far from Jerusalem. And and uh, really, uh, Samson was an answer of prayer uh, for that family. And, and uh, this guy's mom and dad had every reason to uh, raise this guy up in in a way that would honor God and. For us, we need to be able to raise our kids up in a way that honors God. doesn't mean we're perfect, right? We are going to see in Samson's life, this dude was not perfect. And, and right, he just wasn't. And uh, he wasn't perfect, and, and neither are we. But we must be willing to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit in our lives to be able to grow and to walk in the direction uh, that he has for us. This guy grew. He was blessed by God in many ways. And, and the Lord had chosen him to serve and really to lead in a very, very difficult time. It was the time of the judges. Uh, you know, the scripture talks about every, they did whatever was right in their own eyes. They, they thought, hey, if I want to do this, I'm going to do it. If I want to do that, I'm going to do it. Don't, I don't care who it hurts or who it helps. I'm going to do it. And that's kind of the way it was at that point. Uh, but there's something interesting about Samson. Samson was a Nazarite. That's the way he... Uh, he was born. They, and he had this. Uh, he could that meant he, he couldn't have a razor put on his hair. Couldn't cut his hair. Uh, uh, th- that'd be really cool. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> and so he had to abstain from alcohol. And he had no. He couldn't have no contact with a with a dead body. Kind of things that seem foreign to us, right? It's not something that we uh, would be thinking about. But but before Samson really became an adult, the spirit of the Lord began to work in his life and. And his life showed some serious potential. But he had some great gifts and skills, and he kind of had his own kind of charm from what we see in the Old Testament. And he definitely had some leadership skills, and there's no question this dude was strong. And uh, so he had some abilities. And, uh, so, and, you know, he comes at this time when the Philistines have been oppressing uh, the people of Israel. And, uh, and so he's come in, and he's, he's going to help them. But, but it's kind of like he, he cut a deal with the devil. How do you cut a deal with God and then cut a deal with the devil? I don't know how that really works. But some try that, and, and that's, not what he should have, that's not the direction he should have went. But Samson's vow or his promise to follow God's path really was never fulfilled. But we don't have to live that way. We can just uh, learn from the experience of what we read in that time uh, here in the Old Testament. So we don't have to let that be us. God's plan for each of us is to follow Him and to follow through with the potential that He has instilled inside of our lives. Doesn't matter who we are. God has that instilled in each of us, and we have to ask ourselves: Where do things go wrong for Samuel, and I think for our, our sorry, Samson, uh, and. Uh, we, we can see that he made some mistakes and we can learn from them, but much of it is based on his temptation to do what he wanted to do whenever he wanted to do it. He, he, he seems like he flew by the seat of his pants and if he had a, uh, had a desire to do something, it didn't matter right or wrong, he was going to do it, nothing was going to stop him. Now, there are some good things about that, not on doing the negative stuff, but the good thing is, is he was a leader, and he, he, he got in there, and God did some things that he needed to do, right? But the other side is he had to build in the character part, and he had a hard time with that. So ultimately, he, he didn't want others to tell him how to live, but in the end, that's exactly what happened to him. They told him how to live. And it really gives us uh, a glimpse of God's redemption as well. Just a glimpse, a small glimpse of it. Well, let's start partway in, the light, in, his, uh, in the, this account of Samson's life over in Judges 16. It's a long passage here. I'm not going to read everything, but we're going to look at this. It says, when Delilah saw that he had told her everything, she sent word to the rulers of the Philistines, Come back once more. Uh, He's told me everything. So the rulers of the Philistines returned with the silver in their hands. After pruning or putting them to sleep on her lap, or putting him to sleep on her lap, she called for someone to shave off the seven braids of his hair and so began to subdue him. They're going to take this dude over. And that was, remember, that was the sign of his vow. That was the sign of his promise that he let his hair uh, grow longer. Uh, you know, I would do that, but I have these like these missing spots. Never mind. Never mind. You get it later. You can ask me about it tomorrow. Um, uh, and so, so, his strength, his strength left him. And then she called Samson, "The Philistines are upon you." And he woke up from his sleep and thought, "I'll oh, go out as before and shake myself free." Because he had done that, he had tricked her every time. But he didn't know what the that he didn't know that the Lord had left him. Presence of the Lord had left him. Why he was too busy about doing what he wanted to do as his own person uh, to really pay attention to what the direction of the Lord was in his life. We must be careful that we don't uh, go that type of direction. And then it goes on to verse 21. It says, "Then the Philistines seized him, gouged out his eyes, and took him down to Gaza, uh, binding him with bronze shackles. They set him to grinding grain in the prison." But the hair on his head began to grow again after it had been shaved. So showing that promise coming back to some level. Verse 23, it says, While they were high in spirits, they shouted, Bring out Samson uh, to, uh, to entertain us. So they called Samson out of the prison, and he performed for them. When they stood with him among the pillars, Samson said to the servant who held his hand, Put me where I can feel the pillars that support the temple, so that I may lean against them. If you know, if you if you study, if you went to a Bible class when you were a kid, if you went to Sunday school, you know the story. And, and then it says in verse 27, now the temple was crowded with men and women, and all the rulers of the Philistines were there. And on the roof there were about three thousand men. What? Uh, watching Samson perform. Then Samson prayed to the Lord, Sovereign Lord, remember me. Uh, Please God, strengthen me just once more and let me with one blow get revenge on the Philistines for my two eyes. So at some point, now we see here a little, little revenge there, right? His prayer really was that, but God was, I think, in many ways, was more concerned about the the people of Israel, and uh, then he says there in verse 29, it's not that God didn't care about him; he did. Uh, then Samson reached toward the two uh, central pillars on which the temple stood, bracing himself against them, his right hand on the one and the left hand on the other. Samson said, "Let me die with the Philistines." Then he then he pushed with all his might. Things came down and knocked them all out. It's important for us to understand something here. This is an old test. It's an old testament. Uh, account of a situation that took place, and uh, we have to realize that this was really in some sense an act of war. Now, he prayed really for, for his own vengeance, didn't he, in some sense? We know that. Uh, but, and I know you can look at this in a few ways, but in some sense it was an act of war, and Samson was breaking Israel free from the, the Philistine oppression towards, uh, during the time of the judges, and he had a responsibility to lead them free, uh, to freedom. He also had a spiritual responsibility too, yet he struggled with that side. We know that if you read throughout the Book of Judges, yet you can't you can't throw one out for the other. So reaching your prudential requires that you pick the right friends. Kind of started like that with him, and we're not going to go into all of this, his whole account. But Samson was evidently he was fairly good at making friends. Uh, he seemed to be a charismatic type of person. Uh, I guess he was kind of like maybe the strong, the, the muscle man. If you watch those guys and they pull a train or something, you know, I was going to do that one time, but then my wife said that would be embarrassing for me to pull an HO train that's this big. Everybody would look at me kind of funny. So I decided I shouldn't do that. But you know, uh, so but 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 he was kind of one of those guys. And the the issue that Samson had was was picking these right friends but he had some other things there and the Bible shows that Samson's fate directly resulted from his refusal to break off contact with the Philistines like I said earlier it's like he made a double deal he made a deal with the Lord that he made a deal with the devil in the sense that he made it with the, with the Philistines and he was allowing them to take part with them he wasn't supposed to be doing that part and Samson had a weakness for, for the ladies. He had a weakness uh, for the Philistine ladies. And his, his adult life is largely the story of these women in his life and the difficult time he had uh, due to their influence on him. And every person has to recognize that others around us, it doesn't matter who they are, they can have an impact on us. And I think sometimes people say, well, you know what? I can befriend this person or I can befriend that person and it doesn't really matter. Well, you need to step back and think a little bit. Is it a ministry situation? In other words, you're trying to share faith with somebody and give them some hope. Or is it a situation where they're going to be your friend and you're going to be able to share your life with them in a way uh, that, that, that you would a best friend? And so in in a situation like this, we had to be careful so that we don't get wrapped into those types of friendships that will pull us away from our faith in Christ. It's so important for us. And I think in the years that we are in, at this time, uh, people have allowed that to happen so much that they have lost contact of what what it is to be a good person and what it is to be a godly person, because they are two different things. Because there are a lot of good people out there in the world. There are some great people... But they don't, they're not necessarily a godly person. And, and they don't necessarily uh, uh, lead or direct t- towards the idea of what it is to follow Jesus. And, and so I'm not one to say, no, you can't have any friends. That's not what we're saying. But we see the life of Samson, and we, we don't want to walk that direction. Uh, this guy also picked out, uh, he picked a woman to marry. We see that. He, uh, he, he saw a Philistine girl and told his parents that he wanted to marry her. In fact, he, he told them to get her for him, you know, he was kind of directing. and Of course, that's a different time as well, where where the customs of the day, where the parents may or would be involved in uh, the the uh, marriage of their child and uh, setting them up with someone. And so this there's a, there's a, maybe more of a interaction on that part. And it sounds really kind of foreign to us. Seems a little bit crazy, but. It was their safety net, and the parent could, uh, could help them. One way or the other, Samson's choice caused him to look for someone who wasn't serving God. It's a, kind of an unequally yoked script, as the New Testament would talk about in some sense. And so one way or the other, his choice caused him to go the wrong direction. And here Samson made this kind of choice himself, and he demanded that his parents support it. I guess in some sense, maybe he should have stepped back a little bit. If his mom and dad said, you know, maybe you should think about that again, right? Maybe he should have stepped back and say, wait, mom and dad said something about this, and so maybe I should look into this a little bit. So, and you know, I know that when uh, I know that when Jody and I got married, but before we got married, I brought her and my family I saw her and, and interacted with her, and they said right away, well, I don't know. No, they didn't. <laughs> They, they, they did not do that. <laughs> they didn't do that. In fact, they, they got to know her and said, hey, she's a wonderful lady. And uh, so that, that, that means something. That's still, that shouldn't be thrown to the wayside, right? You, you parents out there know that what you say to your kids does matter. Now they may listen, they may not listen, but still how you speak and how you treat others, it, it has an impact on their lives. It does. So we see this guy he uh, the trouble began before is really before this everything was finished with the marriage and Samson's uh, father-in-law he gives the daughter uh, to one of Samson's friends and, and uh, Samson got so upset he, he lights their fields on fire right not not a very nice thing to do but uh, you know and that back in the day that that ended up being the, that type it was an act of war as well as some of the things that they would do to get their enemies, because it would knock out their food supply. But this guy, he, he he seems to mix some things up here a little bit, and, and what was good for God's people, and, and what was good for him. So Samson and I, he picks another lady, and, and she was a Philistine prostitute. We find that in chapter 16, and Samson was a broken man, and he wasn't interested in marriage, he wasn't interested in love, and this time he just wanted a woman, he wanted somebody there, and, And any woman would do for him. And unfortunately, he let his character go to the wayside, even though he made some efforts to weaken the Philistines. Character is more important for us than almost anything, aside directly from our faith. But our character, how we live, what we do, and and from our heart or our thinking... That really matters. Most of us will be remembered by our actual character. It does concern, you know, as a pastor, I've done many funerals, uh, performed many funerals in my life. And uh, so over the years, and uh, sometimes you step back a little bit at at a funeral, and if you know somebody very well, and, uh, and someone else is doing this funeral and you hear all these things about them and you're thinking, did they, did they know the same person that I knew? <laughs> Sorry, guys, but it, it's a, it's sometimes that's a reality because you know them and what may be said may be different than what you've experienced or seen. And so for us, we, usually we see a reality of who somebody is, right? Right? And so we know their character is what is going to stand. That is something that we are going to remember. And then in Judges, you find that, that Samson, you find his relationship with Delilah, as we saw it, and she accepted a bribe of about 25 grand. Can you imagine that? At least in our day's money, she got about 25,000 bucks. They said, hey, if you do this, uh, if, you, if, you, uh, if you turn him over to us, uh, you'll get this, you'll be good, you'll be set for a long time. And, and so she does it, and she keeps uh, getting him to, to tell him, what, tell her, what is, the, deal? What is the, the, the secret of your strength? And, you know, he's always riding on the edge before, and tell, to tell her, and finally he gets to the point where he actually tells her. So you have to be careful at, in our character, in our life, that we don't run on the edge all the time. Uh, There are those that love to do that, and there are those that don't. But we have to be careful that we don't run on the edge like that so that when our time comes, that not just so others will say, yeah, I know that person, and that person's character is solid. But also that when we meet our Lord face to face, he can say, you did good, you did good. Now we know that that doesn't just because we're a good person or do good and those things that doesn't mean that we're going to heaven because of that. We know it's about faith. It's based on faith in Christ, and see, we we can be the kind of people that says yeah that say yes to godly character. We can be that type of person. We, we, we have our own uh, own, uh, own challenges in the world that we live in, right? And as individuals, every one of us have different types of challenges that we may deal with in life. And so, you know, there's a lot of factors that go into the process by which we, we pick our uh, friends or we pick a spouse. Or uh, we, uh, there's so many different things. One consider, consideration should always be our faith in Jesus, Do we always consider that when we make a decision? And it doesn't have to be with all the big stuff, right? It doesn't have to be with all those big decisions we make, but it can be with those small decisions we make because it's those small decisions that we make in our lives that tend to lead towards the big decisions. What's the old saying? It's the little foxes that spoil the vine. I see him run out here once in a while. The real foxes, that is, from over here. Uh, I'm sure they run by your house. We have to make sure that we don't allow those things to get in there and root into our lives and hinder us and limit our character. So we we all have those uh, issues, and we have to pick our relationships, and we realize that once we pick our relationships, or as we do that, we understand the fact that our relationships end up building who we are as well. I don't know if you think about that very much, but usually our relationships uh, kind of make us in some sense. But uh, when we're growing uh, towards our potential, it really requires us to do something. It requires us to face temptation with strength or face temptation with force. Uh, In other words, we need to be able to stand firm in the face of temptation. It doesn't matter what kind of temptation it is. Uh, We just have to be strong no matter what it is. And if if Samson would have heard Jesus uh, teach the disciples to lead me not into temptation, maybe he'd have done better off, right? Of course, he was before that, right? Uh, maybe he would have looked at it and kind of snickered a little bit, which is, uh, that's not the right thing to do, not with serious things like that. Temptation uh, 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 annoyed Samson most when he could not find any of it, is what it appears to be. Now He still did some good things for God. We we understand that he did some good things. He was in a, a very difficult time period. But, but uh, we, we see his life, and, and we can learn so much from his story. And remember that he lived in this ruthless time, uh, but there was, there was no solid leaders in that time. But for us, we have the New Testament. We have the, we have the New Testament. We have the Word of God to be able to speak to us. And we can find that uh, we can face temptation with strength or with force using di- a different set of weapons. Look at what Paul says over in 2 Corinthians. I don't have it on the screen for you. It's 2 Corinthians 10, verses 4 and 5. Uh, And the apostle Paul writes this. He says, the the weapons we fight with are not uh, the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. See, we have to be able to take control of our thoughts and to let God's word guide our lives. So let God's word guide our faith. Amen? We need to allow him to work through us. Sam, Samson liked like to engage with the things that were edgy. They felt good. He was, he was playing with fire when he decided... Uh, whom he would marry. Then he set some Philistine wheat fields on fire. It's like, it's like he was a pyromaniac. I don't know what the deal was with them, but you see, three times he he, he baited Delilah. He baited her about the, the, strength, uh, the secret of his strength, and that was something that God had given him, and he shouldn't have thrown that away. Uh, and then, of course, finally, then he gives it away. But in the New Testament, Paul told us that uh, that to live in this life as a believer, it's a spiritual battle. We live in a battlefield on a daily basis. We just live in a battlefield. The Word of God reminds us that there is, uh, there's no truce in the battle. It's going to continue going on, isn't it? It's going to continue to make its way, and, it, it's like, uh, and we have to make sure that we don't give up. The good thing for us is Jesus has already won. So technically, according to the word of God and our understanding, we actually start from victory. Because Jesus has won that victory for us. And we know that the scripture speaks of him. He walked through temptations. He walked through difficulties. Yet, uh, yet he followed through. And he gained victory out of that. gained victory over that. Samson became really a picture of, of the results of trying to live on the spiritual fringe. He was blinded, he was harnessed, and he was left to, to grind the grain like a, like a donkey out there would do it back in the day, or maybe some other, uh, maybe an ox or something like that. It's, he got to do that instead. The good news, it doesn't have to end that way. God can give you grace to start again. The, the, the unfortunate thing was is he didn't know that the Lord had left him. And that's not the place that any of us want to be found. Samson had to regain his strength, but, but not his sight or his freedom. And your choice to live on the fringe with temptation can cause you to become your own victims. And the last thing we want to allow is followers of Jesus to let our own actions ensnare us. That's the last thing that we need to have. Your view of life is not communicated simply through your own words. Think about that for a second. Your view of life, your view of life is not communicated simply through your own words. Really, it it is communicated by how you live how you really act, how you live. And that's why I said, what I said about if you go to a funeral at times, you'll say somebody says one thing and you know the person individually and you're like, that doesn't seem to be them. The fact is, is, uh, we'll see it. You, You can simply say, I follow Christ, but it will be expressed in the choices you make in the long run. Uh, you shape your life, and who you choose to, as friends will help shape you. And the process really never ends uh, until, the end, uh, until you go home to be with the Lord. And, uh, and the third thing here is pursue God's will, not your own. Each of us, we need to be able to get to the place where we're pursuing God's will, not our own will, not our own desires. God's will didn't matter very much, it appears, to Samson I could be wrong on that as you read the scripture but but it seems like his will didn't matter very much and this was the, the big thing that really got him sure God used him for some spe- spectacular ways but his character really brought him down and it was all about himself and he, he would have uh, and if he would have been around today he probably would have said I deserve it or I'm worth it. You know, we all, we all hear that on the, uh, on the, on the uh, TV or on uh, Facebook or whatever you watch to get your news, I don't know. Uh, uh, and so I'm worth it, or I deserve it. Well, we have to step back. Well, okay. But what does the Lord say about it in this situation? His words to his mom and dad when he found the Philistine girl that he picked for his wife was, get her for me as a wife. It's like he was demanding them. It's like he thought everyone owed him something. There's, there's a problem with that way of thinking. And in our world, where we live right now, that tends to be the MO. The modus operandi. That's, that t- tends to be what they, that's the way they work. Everybody owes me. We have to watch that. We, especially for us as followers of Jesus, really. Oh, nobody owes us, really. They really don't, and we need to be grateful for the fact that Jesus gave His life on the cross for us. I am thankful for what He has done for us, but uh, sometimes we 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 get this uh, thinking that everybody owes me. See, Samson was a man who was used to getting what he wanted, and he was willing to use force to get it in his strength was without discipline. For us as followers of Jesus, we need to allow the strengths and the giftings and the abilities and the skills that God has put in our lives, we need to allow Him to use them as He wants to use them. Because He gives us those things, not just to use on our own for our own self, right? Right? He gives us those gifts and skills and abilities to be able to help others as well. We have to be able to get that into our hearts. We have to be able to get that into our minds so that we can follow His will and His plan for our lives because the world is a lot bigger than I, right? It's a lot bigger than me. It's a lot bigger than you, it's a lot bigger than all of us, but we all have a part to play, and we all, God has given us the gifts and abilities and skills so that we can bless others. It's like we're all family kids camp this week. You got these too many camps that they're doing, and people are using their gifts, they're using their skills, they're using their abilities to help these kids who are walking through a tough patch in their lives to be able to assist them and to give them some hope you may have the opportunity. You may not be doing that like some of these are doing this week, but you may have some other opportunities to be able to invest in the lives of others this week or in the weeks or months uh, after this with the gifts and the skills and the abilities that God has given you. Sometimes people say, well, I don't have any skills. I don't know how many times I've heard that, or I don't have any creativity, or I don't have this ability or that ability. Well, maybe your creativity or your gifts or skills are different than the person sitting beside you. Now, don't look at them. Point your finger at them. But but maybe they're different than others. But God has given you some abilities and skills to be able to bless others. Just always going to be that way. We have to be able to step back and recognize when we can use those and allow the Lord to work through our lives. We have to make sure that uh, we're fighting the right fight. See, Samson—he he, kind of had a hard time with that. He, here, Samson—he he didn't always fight the right fights in the right way. And Samson had a—he had a Nazarite vow, so his main purpose was to demonstrate the spiritual and physical power that God would free God's people from the Philistines. But, but this was—it was God's will for him. But Samson picked his own way, and the—the the worst thing here was that Samson seemed to use the. The power of God for the wrong goals. His personality uh, it uh, could uh, could have used he could have used for good, but Samson used them instead for himself many times, and he, he didn't always care if it helped others much. Instead he, uh, of leading a campaign for the freedom of God's people, Samson seemed to engage in his own personal thing to get back at others, and God ended up just using what he did, but probably wasn't the full desire of God. I don't know. That's up in the Lord's hands. But when you seek God's will above your own, you learn to fight the right battles. There are some battles to fight and there are some battles to set to the side, right? Right? And ultimately, we know that he is the one, God is the one that will fight our battles. And we have to depend on him. And that's where faith comes in. And that's where trust comes in. And when you seek God's will above your own, you learn to fight the right thing for the right things. You can say, Lord, your will be done. Have you ever had those times in your life? You were fighting battles and finally you had to say, okay, Lord, I give up. Your will be done out of this deal. Because inside you had that little inkling. You had that, I don't know what you call it. That's a weird word. But anyhow, you had this little thing inside of you that said, "Said, yeah, I'm doing this thing, but I don't know that it's right. No, it's really not God's will, but you don't want to say it out loud. You know? So the Lord works in our lives and we have to be able to get to that place where where we say, Lord, uh, your will be done. You have to be willing to because he has a path that is better for you that he has laid out than you've ever even thought of. It's a good path. Doesn't mean it's perfectly easy. I would love to say that every path that God puts in front of us is perfectly easy, but it's not always and you can, the question we have to ask ourselves is do you want to be a godly role model or do you want to be just simply a good role model? Because there's a difference. There's a difference between uh, being uh, just a positive role model and a godly role model. Those are two different things. For us as followers of Jesus, our hope should be to become a godly role model one that allows character in our lives that, that allows our life to be to be uh, adjusted and 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 uh, honed and smoothed up by god by the spirit of god that he works in our life you know that back in uh, jeremiah he talks about being the potter right he's the potter and we're the clay and God is, He's molding us into who He wants us to be. And we have to be willing to allow Him to mold us and to make us who He wants us to be. It's a process. It's a process. You ever watch those guys take a lump of clay and throw it on there? And then finally, sometimes they have to pick out some junk in there, right? They may have a shard of something in that clay and they have to dig that out of there, get it out of there. Uh, so that the, the pot doesn't fail when the thing is fired. He takes us through a process. We have to be willing to allow him to work in our lives. I, I'm sure that there's a person that you know who is a godly role model in your life. He'd probably stand out to you, and many of you probably can say, it's this person, I can, I can name them right now. You, you can think of them, and maybe you don't have somebody like that in your life. But but you know that their their life and, and you know how they lived out their old faith, and they weren't just a positive role model, but they lived out their faith in Christ. And see, they were willing, they were willing to ask themselves the hard questions. They chose to follow the narrow path that Jesus taught us about. See, we must be willing to ask ourselves the hard questions. We must be willing to allow the Spirit of God to ask us the hard questions, so that we can follow His plan for our lives. Now, the person you may know, like many, may not have even started on the narrow path, right? Many of us didn't start on the narrow path, and maybe they were like Samson in some ways, but at the end, they were searching for redemption or even maybe revenge. But you have a you have can have a better climax to your life God has put potential in your life you may need to start it over today and make sure that that promise that you started with is solid and sure and and be willing to say to the Lord your will be done not just mine not just what I want to do but be willing to say to the Father your will be done in my life and really mean it. And really mean it. Would you stand with me this morning? See, living out your potential really begins with a choice. You can simply be a, you know, a, good, uh, a good person without making this choice, but you can't be a godly role model unless you have made that choice to serve and follow Him. Jesus said it over in John chapter 7, verses 13 and 14. He said, enter through the narrow gate, for, the, for, the wy, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and men, many enter it through it. But small is the gate and narrow is the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. I want to walk through the narrow gate. I want to live my life out through that narrow gate. And we know that Jesus is the gate. He is the way, the truth, and the life. But for us as followers of Jesus, we want to walk through that gate daily, every day, walking and living and following Jesus and allowing him to continue to smooth out and to build up our character. Because too many times we just go and we want to do what we want to do, right? Because that's old, That's the old man's nature. That's the old person's nature. We want to do our own thing, but the Lord has other plans for us. He wants to mold us and he wants to make us and form us into a person of great character. See, it's one thing to make a choice to serve him at one time in our lives, and it's another thing to choose to follow him every day those are two different things some people live by fire insurance they say you know what oh i came to faith yeah i was baptized this day i've heard them say it i was baptized this day at this church in this time this way or i came to faith and then they walked the rest of their life not through the narrow path but went to the wide path let's walk the narrow path let's follow heaven Put our faith and our trust in Him this morning. And let's become a godly example, a godly person. Let me pray. Pray with me. Maybe you need to make things right this morning and say, Lord, let your will be done in my life today. You can do that as I pray. Just say, Lord, here I am. I'm a sinner. I need you. I need you as my Savior to forgive me, to bring me, into Your, to be one of your children and restore my life. That your will be done in me. Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you because you are the faithful one. You, Jesus, gave your life on the cross for us so that we could be called children of God. Father, we ask you to help us as we put our focus forward on the narrow path. And Father God, as we choose to follow your way, and as you work out your uh, as you work out your plan in each of our lives, we pray that you would continue to mold us, mold our character to be who you've called us to be. May we not live like we used to, but may we live as you called us to live. And may you be lifted up through our lives. For not our will be done, but your will be done. In Jesus. name.